0: Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing well and vibing at the highest frequency. Um, I want to talk about ascending, enlightenment, spiritual, spiritually evolving, call it as you want. And lately, uh, many people ask me, how does that work and how do you do it? And honestly, there's no standard answer for everyone. Because not everyone's path is the same, and this is the whole idea of it. Everyone is unique, and everyone's path is unique. And the whole thing about spirituality is truth, being true to yourself. But at such a level that it transcends whatever you perceive as being bound to this world, this physical world and this realm. Being true to yourself at a higher level than what psychology studies. Um... It's being you and diving into your truth, accepting your divinity, and being you is it takes courage. And I remember this quote it takes courage to become who you are. I, I saw this quote once. The, the first time I read it was when I was in high school. I was very, very young. I couldn't entirely comprehend it, but I felt cold t- towards it. There was something to it that spoke to my soul, to me, to the real me, because that is the real me, my soul. What it means is this, every step you take further in terms of evolving, in terms of getting beyond social conditioning, getting beyond what is quote-unquote normal. every step of evolving is actually a step to who you are to who you truly are and do not fall into the into the illusion of reaching it as a destination it's a journey because In the non-physical, there is no time. It is pure eternity. You are. You simply are. There is no other detail following this. You're not this and you're not that. You just are. Bring that into the physical. Bring your essence Into the physical. This is. Spirituality. And. This is. Spiritual evolution. Enlightenment. Ascension. And. I've been telling people this. Let me. Repeat it. I. Uh say there's a very, very big difference between religion and spirituality because religion is manipulation, is control of the masses. It's a lie. Of course there is truth to it. Of course there were people who felt... But they couldn't... Well, let's just say that they put into whatever words they could... Whatever their truth was. But... The words of spiritual people... Were... Brought... By some other people into cults and religion and they were institutionalized. And thus the truth of those words disappeared. Because what humanity did was to look at the ascended masters and transform them into the equivalent of, you know, gods and goddesses, saints, whatever. And they would pray to them, but not in the way that these people truly would have wanted because all the enlightened people that walked the earth, they did it not so that all other people would bow to them. They did it so that everyone would realize that everyone can do that. And that's spirituality. Spirituality is not religion. Spirituality is not following a dogma. Spirituality is not following anyone's path. Religion is being a sheep. Religion is following something that has been dictated by someone else, by some other people. Well, let me just say, how spiritual are they after all? I repeat, spirituality is truth is diving into your own truth, your essence. and of course, you can get advice. From other people who did the same, they, they became who they are. But it's one thing to look at them, hear their stories, and get inspired. And then dive into your own. And there is a completely other thing. Hearing their stories and trying to do the absolute same, following every single step. You're not them. You are you. Understand that. And love yourself. Because when you love yourself, everything falls in place. Everything unfolds so perfectly. You need not worry because we always worry of how will I do it how 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 don't question how the question is why and ask for help ask for help from your guides, your spiritual guides, your ancestors, your spiritual family. And your spiritual family is so vast. I, I, I've already named a few. Your spirit guides, your ancestors, your angels. Yes, they are real. Your, your power animals, your soul family. You can Google. You can Google about them because the internet has much more information than what I can give you in 20-30 minutes of a podcast episode. And to get in touch with yours is that simple. You can just go on YouTube and have a tarot reading. That's what I did, but not, I did not search for it. It came to me. YouTube recommended me a video one day it's a Tseiro reading. Who are your spirit guides and what do they want you to know? And I clicked on it, I got curious, and whoa. It was just so awesome and I felt so much emotion. And the more that girl was reading... By the way, it's uh, the channel is Shnetza's Divine Saro. I recommend it, I love that girl, she's so awesome. She's got such a nice vibe. Um, And as she was reading, I felt some presences there with me. And I felt love. I felt so much love. And I felt... I was basked in it. It was the start of my communication with them and from Spirit Guide I got in touch with ancestors, dearly departed people Uh, I got in touch with my soul family, I got in touch with my Council of Elders The Council of Elders, um, this is very interesting when you die, when a lifetime ends for you, you get in, You get back into the non-physical, and there's something that is called life between lives, and a life between lives is. You spending some time, it's a little bit improperly said, time. But in lack of a better term, let's just go with it. Because as I said, in the non-physical, there is no time. There is pure eternity. So you spend some time there. with your guides. And they will help you understand your life, your last life. And they are not there to judge you in any kind of way. That Christian concept of a judgment in the afterlife... It's just a stupid lie meant to scare people. There is no one going to judge you. They are there only to help you understand your life. They are there to help you understand the last life you lived. And how well you followed your soul's purpose, your mission. Because whenever we decide to reincarnate, there's a purpose to that. It has two aspects. One, learning. We Reincarnate so that our soul can expand some more and serving because just as much as we expand with the help of other souls, we just as well help others expand. And the more evolved of a soul you are, the greater that mission will be, the greater that mission of serving other souls towards their enlightenment is going to be. And beside all the other entities of your spiritual family who is there for you, to help you understand your previous life, be at peace, and then set the new life ahead. Set its purpose and its contracts. Because in order to achieve our purpose, in both of its aspects of learning and serving, we sign contracts with other souls before reincarnating. And these are your parents, your friends, your teachers, your basically everyone in your life. And now, (laughs) I remember telling this to a friend of mine, and she couldn't understand, how is it that if I'm 20, and my mother is 40, like, She was already 20 when I got born. And how could my soul sign a contract with her if she was already reincarnated? Because she was under the this friend of mine was under the impression that once you reincarnate, your soul leaves the non-physical. That's not true. (laughs) You're always in the non-physical. Because that is pure existence, that is pure eternity. And you can live at the same time again in multiple planes of existence. You can be incarnated here and also you can be incarnated at the same time in another plane of existence. And I know this sounds complicated and like, wow. (laughs) But it's not. But my focus here is the relationship of this incarnation that you are aware of and your higher consciousness. Well, your higher consciousness. <laughs> also, when it comes to signing these contracts, well, now let me be clear. Clear here. We call them soul contracts because this is the human language. Um, and we need something to relate to, something that we can understand. Now, these soul contracts, some of them may also relate to karmic debt, you paying a debt or a debt being paid to you. And some other soul contracts are free of karmic debt. And they are of pure intention of getting you to clarity so that you can serve your purpose, because obviously when when you reincarnate, you're not going to just oh, but remember, I just woke up one day and I realized what my sole purpose is, because I remembered everything from the non-physical, like duh <laughs> now. When it comes to this life between lives, beside all other entities of your spiritual family, there is the Council of Elders. And they are of so high importance. They are, well, everyone is of so high importance. But these elders, they are souls of so much wisdom that they do not need any further physical incarnations because they have learned, they have evolved they have ascended to that level. And as it goes, the more you learn, the more you teach. And they are there to guide you through your first stage of The life between lives, that of, as I said, reviewing your previous life. And then thinking of, well, thinking, (laughs) again, human terms, thinking of the next life. And setting it. And they are there to help you set it up. They are there to counsel you. That That's why they are called the Council of Elders. They are there to share their wisdom with you so that you can Properly set up your next life's purpose. I love them. As I said, they have so much wisdom. And if you want to find out about them about your Council of Elders, about your soul's mission, life purpose, about your ancestors, your spirit guides, your power animals, your angels and archangels, anyone from your spiritual family. Zero. it's the best way and meditation the best way as well <laughs> you can start with zero to have some basis to have some awareness to be activated and then you can get into meditation and once you are activated, your, once your consciousness is activated, once your connection to your higher conscious, consciousness is activated, it will be so easy for any of them to show up in your meditations. But don't have any expectations. (laughs) Just let everything unfold naturally. And ask them. Ask them for any signs, for any message, for anything that they have to tell you. Because they are more than willing to help you and communicate. Send you insights, signs and messages. The only thing you need to do is just see them. Be open to receive them and see them. And I remember this. I remember hearing this and I just love it. I quote, You can live your life as if nothing has meaning Or you can live your life as if everything has meaning. Therefore, many people who just think that it's it's just this, it's just a coincidence. Yet, there is no such thing as coincidences. There are synchronicities. These are signs, signs from your spiritual family communicating with you. But many, many people, because they fall into normality, they fall too much into their mind, they are slaves to their analytical mind. They don't see them because of well, many reasons. And probably the most common is just, what if I'll be seen as crazy? Who cares? Who cares about the people who see you as crazy? Let them be. You just be you. You do you. I would like to share with you the vision I had in my last meditation. A vision of creation, of how the universe created itself, and this is the most marvelous love story. In our history of humanity, we have this, we always look for the most beautiful love story of all, the most grandiose, the most tragic, the most whatever love story of all. the truest, most grandiose, most marvelous, most amazing, most... call it as you want it. The truest love story of all is that of the universe. Because the universe loved itself so much that it created itself. It manifested itself into existence. And we have this in all religions and mythologies of history. Everything starts with the story of creation. And every religion, every cult, Every, everyone has their own version, more or less detailed, more or less complex, but it's just that simple, it's love, the love the universe has for itself, As to manifest itself in all these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful forms and planes of existence. And you can imagine the universe as two poles because at first it split. It split into two poles. And this is the essence of existence, duality. Every aspect of existence has an an opposite. Everything in existence is a coin of two sides. We have light and dark. We have um, love and ignorance. Not hate. Hate is not the opposite of love. Hate is something else. It comes from fear and other low vibes. But it's not the opposite of love, because love is everything. Uh, nowadays, most people focus themselves on good and evil or bad. I'm not so much into that because everyone is good in their own eyes or at least they would like to think that now my favorite coin is that That has chaos and order as its sides, And this is one of the most important coins of existence. The most pivotal ones. Because this is how existence is. Chaos and order at the same time. And the way evolution works is in cycles, cycles of chaos and order. As there is a, psych- a, a moment, a stage of order when everything is peaceful. And then you feel some anxiety, you feel a coming storm, you feel it in the air, and then the storm sets in. And that is the tower card in Seiro, the tower card energy. And there's a very good reason why I named this podcast the Gemini Tower podcast, but I'll talk about in a next episode. So we have these sour moments in our lives. And whenever the sour card shows up in a reading, many, many people panic because this is change. And many, many people don't like change because they like to be comfortable. But you cannot evolve in the comfort zone. Get out of it. Accept that's our moments. And love them. Love them because they are amazing. Because they bring growth. It's sad to remain in the same place all your life. It's just sad. And then you see people at 40 complaining and being dissatisfied about their life. But at the same time, they wouldn't take a risk. They wouldn't take a chance. Because it brings in change. And they are terrified of that. They are terrified of the unknown. But you can never grow if you don't step into the unknown. And there's that sour moment when the lightning strikes and the old structure crumbles so that new may arise on the ruins of the old. And after. That's our moment after the old structure has been brought down to pieces. Peace starts to settle in again. And the new drive comes with it. The drive to build again. To build new empires, new kingdoms new temples, new palaces. And that's growth. That's a, that's a period of growth. So that when these new structures settle in and they already left their mark, and they already matured and they are not that new anymore and there is nothing more about them a new tower moment may come in a new tower moment may strike to once again bring these structures to pieces so that once again you may build Chaos and order, chaos and order, chaos and order. It's a beautiful cycle. See the beauty in it. You Don't just accept it. Don't just tolerate it. No. There is beauty. There is so much beauty to it. Because this is existence. Chaos and order are, repeat, are the same. They are the two sides of the same coin. Existence. And just know, just know that you will know what to do. You will what to do after the the chaos has ended after you know the after the chaos when there is the silence everything is down is tarnished destroyed you can see clear you can see the mountains you can see the forests afar you can see the lakes you can see the hills you can see what you couldn't see because before there were high buildings there get it? Let me give you a short example. I had a dream, a very complex and beautiful dream. And I'm very, very grateful for my dreams, for their visions. And in this dream, I am the empress. And it's the coronation day and wedding day and I am marrying the emperor. After I am crowned empress nothing happens and it's not quite sure that I am crowned empress because well it's not that sure for me because I am crowned, and then everyone acts as before, as if nothing changed, as if I was to fall into the old structures, the old ways, which I was not going to do. So at that point, I had a feeling, of and I, I couldn't understand this in in the dream i just had a dream uh and i couldn't understand this when, uh, when i woke up and tried to make a sense out of it but now i see it uh and i i i couldn't understand what was really going on because, as I said, everyone was acting as nothing changed. And I had a weird feeling. There was a slight feeling of confusion. So I started climbing down the stairs because there were very huge stairs. high, A high staircase and I started climbing them down and as I was taking one step after another down I felt that I am to help people, I felt this i don 't know I, I maybe urge to help people, and what I had in mind was that, as I am the new empress, I should be in a chariot at that point and have People in the kingdom, noble families and soldiers, going with me and aiding the needy, the the poor, the ones who are not that wealthy. I had a vision of humanitarianism, I don't know, of charity. gifting to those who do not have as much because it made sense as I was empress and that is the role of the empress because the right ruler is the protector of the realm not the one taking advantage of it So I had this intention, I had this vision of, like, this is what the empress should do as she is crowned empress, but there was no one willing to do that, no one else, because no one else had, in my dream, in that kingdom, no one had ever done that before. So, I had a feeling of anxiety at that point. I had a feeling that something is going to happen, and it's happening now. And I started climbing the stairs up. And I climb and I climb and I climb, and I'm looking at everybody, and I see how they are feasting. And it makes sense, by, but why only you? And I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing. And as I'm climbing, I see really remarkable people around everyone else in, the, in, the, in there. And I know they are remarkable because I can feel their energy. I can feel they are different. I can just see them with the soul. And as I'm climbing the stairs, they are the only ones looking back at me. Or at least the only ones looking back at me straight into my eyes, as in the eyes of my soul, as if they know what I'm thinking. And what they are communicating with those looks is that no, know that I know what you're thinking and I agree and I'm thinking just the same and I'm going to help you. But I cannot understand this message for a while and I'm still climbing, I'm still climbing and I see these different people They are different from the crowd, even though they are disguised in the crowd, but not disguised and not that much, and I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing, and at the top there is like a room, like an An altar where usually I shouldn't be allowed. It's like a church something at the top of the hill. Because those stairs were on a hill, not in a building. And at the entrance, there are again two of these special people and one of them is very very determined and he's looking at me with a very you know frowned figure but not because of me like it's not that he wants to harm me he's just settled for action decided action and it just looks like from from the way he's frowning that there has been some injustice and there needs to be justice so he flies he just flies and In the dream, I I could not... Well, when you're dreaming, you're not analyzing it. But they were my my angels. And I know he was Archangel Michael. And he flew. Oh, and just as a (laughs) side note, all of them all of these remarkable people that were all looking back at me they had the physical traits of action movie <laughs> uh heroes you know action movie characters and um uh, superheroes from comic books, because I I grew up with, you know, cartoons of Justice League and all that, X-Men, all that science fiction (laughs) somehow, Um, and I was quite passionate about comic books, and I still am, (laughs) I find it quite interesting that they appeared in this form, in my dream, and as he flew, I got into the building, I got into the church, and they are destroying it, all of them flew, and they are tarnishing it to pieces, and I'm inside, and I'm completely unharmed, they are destroying it to the ground, And it, I could hear the 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 soundtrack of you know Game of Thrones Daenerys Targaryen moments at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and as I get out, there's this new feeling of peace, of justice being restored. And then everyone is joyous. And then, only then, does the emperor arrive so that we are married. And then I know, I notice, I am pregnant. It, it was... Just a marvelous, marvelous dream. And I am decrypting it, gradually decrypting it, day after day. And it's amazing. So, you see, abundance, real abundance, real prosperity came in only after the tower moment. So don't be afraid of the tower moments. They are magnificent. They are divine. And if my dream, my vision is not proof of it, then I don't know what it is. And for all of you out there who are doubting, who are still thinking that there are just coincidences, Well, listen to this, the last piece, because I am recording them in pieces, I'm not recording everything in just one big chunk, Um, I'm recording them in pieces and then colliding them. Um, So the last piece I recorded, the one where I'm uh, talking about that beautiful, marvelous dream, has... 12 minutes and 12 seconds, okay? And as soon as I finish recording it, I look at the clock and it's 16.22. So I Google 16.22 angel number. Hear this. Angel number 16.22 suggests that there is a need for balance in your life. And now is the perfect time to nurture yourself on all levels. Relax and allow yourself to sense the presence of your angels and look for new ways to bring love and light into your home and family life. So, uh, what were you saying about them coincidences? There are no coincidences, there are synchronicities, and the more open you are to them, the more you will get, because the universe, think of it, we are part of the universe, we are the universe itself, and the universe loves itself so much, receive that love in all of its forms, receive all the blessings that are coming your way, and just know that you deserve them all, and be grateful, be grateful all along, every second, be grateful, because the more grateful you are, again, the more you receive and all of them, all your guides, they just love it so much when you thank them. And the universe, the same. The universe loves it when you thank, when you're, when, when you're thankful for everything you have received. You can see the universe as these two poles, plus and minus, where plus is the highest vibration and minus is the lowest vibration. And you can just Google upward and downward spiral to get what I mean. And now, there are many, many planets. You can imagine them as planets in this picture. And there are planets all over, from the minus to the plus. But the universe expands. And the purpose of all of them is so that they can all get to the plus. You can imagine the ones at the top at the highest vibration as being colorful, as having the whole spectrum of colors, as being pure light and so on. And you can imagine the ones at the lowest vibe as being dull and sad and living hells and Uh, gray and however you want. Now, their purpose is to ascend, to evolve, to get through all the stages so that they can reach the highest vibration. And the role of those at the highest vibration is to help Each and every other realm, world, planet, again, call them as you want. Each and every one of those which are lower to help them get to this highest vibration. And the more worlds ascend, the more other new worlds are created. Once again, the universe expands. And it just makes sense that the more worlds there are at the highest vibration, the more worlds can be created at the lowest because there is so much more willpower at the highest vibe. Now, Earth... Is one of these realms. And. Earth is ascending. Right now. As we are entering the age of Aquarius. Which. Is the return of the divine feminine. But. There is so much to talk. About these. Aspects that. I'm going to leave them for. Another episode. The whole idea is that earth is ascending right now. It's raising her vibration. Be part of that. And I just love to compare everyone's spiritual journey with Dante's Divine Comedy. Because it just goes like this. From earth... He goes into hell. He descends through all the nine circles of hell. And when he gets to the bottom of hell, to the deepest point of it, where there is Lucifer chained, he and his guide again. We're never alone. We always, we're always always guided. We always have our guides with us. We always have wisdom being shared. He is guided to climb Lucifer's back into purgatory now there's a reason for phrasing it like this to climb Lucifer's back because what he sees is Lucifer from the waist up and he goes down on Lucifer's back but when he gets So the bottom of hell. Gravity just turns around. So what is up is down. And what is down is up. And he, by descending, further descending from the deepest point of hell... He breaches through into purgatory. By descending, he ascends. And from purgatory, he continues to ascend and ascend and ascend. And after purgatory, he goes into heaven. And when he reaches the highest circle of heaven, what he sees is the purest essence. All the divine beings, all the angels, creating a beautiful, beautiful rose in the sky, They are moving with such grace that their movement creates the image of a rose in the sky in the center of which there is Mary, Virgin Mary, who, in Christian mythology, is the embodiment of the Divine Feminine. And that rose... Of angels with the divine feminine at its center is love is divine love the highest frequency along with enlightenment and joy and peace So basically, this is it. This is an allegory for a spiritual journey that culminates with enlightenment. So have the courage to dive into your own. But actually, it's more than that. It's more than just courage, because you see, when you take the leap of faith, well, this is it, it's faith, it's not courage, it's faith, because as long as you have fears, they will block you, and that's now how you engage this. when you engage into something if there are fears, they will block you, they will stand in your way it's basically you standing in your own way which is just sad and painful fear creates pain, anger frustration, hate and it's quite obvious that that these are not going to get you anywhere fear is not here <laughs> don't be afraid but don't be courageous either because i remember so many people describing courage as Not the absence of fear, but the power to overcome it. So when you are courageous, there is fear, but you look it in the eyes and you go further, even though you're afraid. So there is still fear even when you are courageous. And the point of taking a leap of faith is to give up all fear because it's only going to block you. It's going to keep parts of you back so that when you engage in something you're not engaging with your whole being you're not putting all of your energy into that and when you're not putting all of your energy into that you're not creating it and not that it will crumble because it will just be an illusion from the very start Therefore, the universe does not ask you to step into your purpose with courage. No. The universe asks you to step into your purpose with faith. Because when you believe, there is no more reason for fear. Because you believe. You believe that is it. You engage into it entirely. Because I repeat, you believe that is it. You have faith. Belief is the source of all creation. Trust. Have trust. Trust in yourself, trust in your purpose, trust in your guides, and trust in the universe. And where there is trust, where there is faith, there is love, and therefore creation. So create yourself. Create your life, your dream. Love yourself so much as to bring all of you into existence. Manifest yourself, manifest your purpose, manifest your truth.